emotions are energy and they need an outlet. They need an outlet. Energy has got to go somewhere. So when you're angry, you've got to put it somewhere. When you're happy, you got to express it somehow. Even when you're full of desire, when you're hungry, when you're tired, that is a type of energy. When you have adrenaline all pumped up, that's a type of energy. It's got to go somewhere. So I guess the question, or several are, where is it going to go? How am I going to harness it, handle it, contain it, manage it, temper it, calm it, express it, use it? And all of those things you have to practice to do, just like if you were an athlete in a sport or particular job, vocation. Practice makes perfect, as simple as it sounds, it's true. And you may fail a couple of times, you'll get angry and then you lose it. It doesn't mean you give up, it's just another opportunity to go back and think to yourself, what did I do? How could I have done it differently? How could I have expressed it? A lot of times, it's really just slowing yourself down, not acting on impulse on your first action, your reaction. You have to really use your mind to direct your heart, your hands, your feet, your mouth, well, those words that come out that we often do, the road rage. It's called reaction time. And if you can slow your reaction time and elevate your mental time of thinking before you send that text, before you send that email, before you flip off that driver, before you honk the horn, before you yell because they are yelling, every action has an equal reaction. Sometimes you have to turn away. Sometimes you have to say nothing. Everything in you wants to say something. Say nothing. Say something later. And sometimes just how you say it. Maybe you don't say it. You write it or you email it because it's too much emotion. They often tell parents that when you are correcting your children, do not correct them when you're angry. Why? Well, you're human. You will just lose control. You will over correct. That's why we don't panic. Why? We overcorrect and panic. If you stay calm, you can make a more rational, logical decision. But it's the same when you're correcting your children or when you're angry at someone. We can overcorrect. We can over-defend ourselves. We were right when we started the argument and we end up being wrong at the end of it. When we had the right ground, but we overcorrected. It got so bad that our wrong becomes double wrong more than they're wrong. Now we're saying we're sorry. All of a sudden, we're the fall guy. We're the heavy when they were, but we overcorrected. You can oversell. You have the person in the first 60 seconds and you lose them in the next 30 seconds. You had to sell and talk yourself right out of it. We've all done that too. 
maybe we gave them too much information too soon. They could not absorb it. We gave them too much emotion, too much desire, too much anger. So you have to think and you have to slow yourself down. You have to make a rational decision and not panic. When we panic, we're in a hurry. You know, drunk drivers usually survive 90% of the time. It's the people that they hit that do not. Partly, they say that is because, if not greatly, because of the fact that they're inebriated. Their natural reaction time is slowed down where the person they're hitting isn't drunk. And we immediately tense up and cause that energy to compact. And it becomes a negative energy because that force is so rigid that it causes the bones to break. We panic. We slam on the brake. We panic. I teach you that what to do when your car is sliding. You don't slam on your brake. <laughs> See, it's natural. We So how do you handle it? You learn and you practice. And if you fall and if you fail, then get up and try again. Eventually, you'll be really good. There was a time when young men could not find their way, lost. They would say, well, we got we to gotta get him into an activity. Some would say, you know what's good for him? Military training, discipline. So I'm going to say, send them on a hike, send them camping, send them in the wilderness four days. I mentored a young man years ago, angry about his family, his father, who abandoned him. Had a lot of anger, this young man. And instead of giving him a gun, he took up a surfboard bodyboarding, something to release the anger, to channel it. And that didn't work. Got him a punching bag because he had punched holes in the walls in his house so that he wouldn't punch the house and punch his mother. He can now punch that bag. But some of you choose the wrong outlet for that inlet energy. And the wrong crowd gets you to do the wrong thing the wrong way for the wrong reasons. Because you're just looking to get at something, to get back at something. And you'll hit anything, including a person or an animal. And you'll do whatever because you're looking for a way out. to express that energy. But self-preservation should tell you to do that which is the best for you and in the highest and best interest for yourself, not that which is going to give you a negative return, but a positive return. So the adrenaline with the risk of death is not a positive return. Jumping off of a mountain in a squirrel suit is not a positive return. 
because you still have a death wish. You don't care. You'll go pedal to the metal. Balls to the wall. And get drunk. Sleep with multiple people. Just anything to satiate, which you would not be able to, to satisfy that hunger and that thirst. And what is it? To set yourself right. That's why it's a hunger and thirst for righteousness. To set yourself right. Your timing belt is out. You are out of alignment like a vehicle. But you have the wrong people urging you to do the wrong thing to satisfy that thing that you think that will help and it never does. Because the results, though self-fulfilling for the moment, are self-destructive for the future. And you'll continue to go and spiral in that cycle. Because the quick fix isn't a fix at all. The shortcut just cuts you short. So you have to do the work. You've got to hold back the reins of your emotions. Choose better words to express yourself. You have a limited vocabulary. So all you know is the S word, the A word, the B word, and the F word. Choose a better way to communicate, to get your point across, or hold your words and leave that within yourself. Learn to meditate, not on nothing, but on something constructive. You don't need to clear your mind. You need to fill your mind with the right thoughts and the right words. Not because they are your words, because they're not. You have to make the words that are not your words, your words. You have to make the thoughts that are not your thoughts, your thoughts. Because you know your thoughts aren't right, and you know your words aren't right, so you've got to search and see the right way. And look for examples where you see it done right, where you see it done better, where you see where people are. You do it already. Somebody drives a certain car, you ask how they got that, you want to get that. They make a certain amount of money. You ask how they made that. You want to make that. How to think and grow rich. You look at what somebody else did. Well, why don't you look at someone else who's living a better life spiritually than you, a better life mentally, who are handling their problems and ask them, how do you do it? One, I accept that life isn't perfect. Two, I accept that I am not perfect. Three, I am not satisfied with being imperfect. Four, I work every day to improve my imperfections. Five, I'm in no rush. I take it one day at a time and a little at a time. A little is a lot. It only takes a little to do a lot. So just do a little more. I put real goals in front of me, not false goals. I don't have to grab the mountain 5,000 feet above me. I need to grab that piece of rock five inches in front of me and then the next five inches and little by little by little, the little train that said, I can, I can, I can, I can, eventually gets there one step at a time, one day at a time, one second and one moment at a time. If I fall, I don't stay down, I get up. 
and I'm not afraid to say I'm sorry. I'll work to not do that again. I'm not a say, afraid to say I need help. Would you help me? Is there a shoulder I can cry on? Is there a counsel, someone wise, I can inquire and ask for advice from? And uh, yes, seek it and you shall find it. Ask, it'll be open. But you have to do the effort to help yourself and others will help you. No man's an island. You can't do it all by yourself, but you don't have to do it by yourself. Yourself just has to initiate it. Others will come alongside to help you. And yes, it's a crutch for a while until your bones strengthen, until your muscles strengthen, and then you don't need the crutch. You don't need the brace. You don't need the wheelchair. But it's there to help you, not to keep you in the chair, keep you in the crutch, but to help you become stronger and independent than you become a man that can identify with others who are in that situation that can help them. Why? Been there, done that. That's how we get out of it. But you have to take assessment, sit down and be honest with yourself about where you're weak, why you're weak, and how to strengthen that. Make an action plan for your mind and your spirit so that you can lift a little weight a day. I started off by able to do 25 push-ups. I can do 85 to 90 in under 85 seconds and do them well. But I started off doing 25. The next week, I added five more and did 30. The following week, I added 10 more and did 40. And incrementally, piece by piece, step by step, I increased my ability to sustain my body weight. I was in no rush, had no false goal, wasn't looking at what someone else achieved other than the process of them achieving it and applied that same process to me and I achieved it according to my ability, according to my will, according to my schedule, not yours, and improved myself. The other man is not the measure, but they can be a motivator for you to reach a measure of yourself that you are not even aware that you're capable of, little by little. In all things, with the strength of faith in God that he's given you, because there's a piece of him in every human, though they try to deny him, acknowledge it. You don't have to do anything alone. So don't try to do it alone without God.